When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A man that's popular amongst all generations is Wayne Hawkes. He joins me in studio. Hello, Wayne. Morning, the young Julian with the uh, new haircut. Home job. Really? The wife did it. Seriously? I was gonna, oh, you know what I was going to say? You didn't pay for it. Was it Apprentice's day? <laughs> <laughs> hello to your wife. Sorry. <laughs> hello, Jackie. Jackie. Uh, welcome, Hi, Jackie. welcome. Uh, now, you can't, you, now, you've worked yeah. with Jared all year. Yes. You can't tell me he wouldn't want to run the arc at the AFL. It's right in his. I, I I heard what you said, and mate, that was legendary stuff. You got him to laugh twice in one minute. What's going on? It's great I'll take radio. that one. I'll put that on my show. Well, really, I think. Well, you should. <laughs> He's hard. Norm, normally, with me, he frowns, but people can't see that. Go <laughs> away, Waitley. Waitley, go Thank away. You very much. Right on cue. Good morning, Jared. If you're uh, listening, how funny was that? Oh, it's perfect for Jared. It's his bugbear, the ark. If he could get in there and run it and fix it, I'm sure he would. He has got a few, he has got a few bugbears. Mm-hmm. So he, de- he he doesn't quite often say them uh, <laughs> say them publicly, but you and I uh, and uh, Ross and all the boys get to hear about it out the back. But uh, we do miss him. We do miss we him. Do. You know what? In all fairness, I, I, I he texts me. He's been that busy. He hasn't even spoken to me. Yeah. And I told him that uh, you are doing a seriously good job. I said I do miss you, but I said Julian is covering for you better than That's very better, nice than, of better you. than you can imagine. I promise you that is on text, and I've. Uh, I have been listening and I've been thoroughly enjoying the show. Well, speaking of his bugbears, one of his bugbears has been to move the spring carnival back. Oh, huge. Huge. Now, we've seen some changes with the Festival of Racing next year with uh, increased prize money, a a shift on the date for the Australian Cup. What do you make of these changes? Well, Jared has been wanting to push, for the people that don't know, Jared has been wanting to push. You know what? I'll I'll go straight to Melbourne Cup Day. He wants Melbourne Cup Day to be like the last Tuesday in November, Mm. not the first Tuesday, because he said there's a month of not a lot happening. That hasn't quite happened this year because there's been so much in sport this last November slash December, but that is not normal. That's right. With the autumn, what they're looking to do is they're looking to change a few things around. Well, and and I'm a traditionalist to a point. But you can't eat tradition and things mm. change. And we are in, nearly in the year 2023. So we're by the moving the Australian Cup back so you can run the All-Star Mile on a Saturday and then the following Saturday you run a 2,000-metre Australian Cup. That makes sense. What we in Victoria have over New South Wales in the autumn is it can be very wet in Sydney in the autumn. It's wet all year at the moment, but that's not normal. But in Melbourne, we all know the best weather in Melbourne is generally right now all the way through to Easter. You're almost guaranteed you can leave everything outside and it won't get wet. <laughs> yes. So the plus is that you can go to places like Flemington on uh, Australian Cup Day and you know the weather's going to be good. You go to Sydney and it won't be good. So they've done the right thing by by flipping the Australian Cup back a couple of weeks. So you run the All-Star Mile with five million over 1,600 metres. One week later, you come out and run the 2,000 metre Australian Cup. And what do they put the Australian Cup up to? This this has only just come out this morning. The Australian Cup, uh, I think it's two, three million. Three million. So yep. they've doubled it to three million. Does well, that make a difference with the quality of field you get? Hundred percent, it does. Yep. Because when you start adding a million dollars to it, people people prick their ears. Now they've doubled it to three million dollars. They're giving it a proper proper go, which is what they actually should do.
the Blue Diamond has been, uh, I was on Giddy Up with Gareth Hall and I said that owners put in nominations six weeks ago, they did it one week ago, they do it again and again and then the week of the race and then you run in the race. So far, the coffers have gained $860,000 for a $1.5 million race. The owners are just about funding the whole lot. Yep. So to turn the race now from a, uh, what was it, a 1.5 it's to, a, uh, yep. you know, to uh, a couple of million dollar race, what they've done is they've uh, done the right thing. So prize money does get bums on seats. We are competing against Sydney. And it's all the big Sydney Melbourne thing, but as as I think I said on your program the other day, Woolworths and Coles, yep. they don't care about each other. They're not helping each other. Racing New South Wales, Racing Victoria, say they do, but they're two separate entities. Where it affects, and that's fair enough, isn't it? Well, it is. A, it is well, the same as the NRL and together, the AFL. But should they really? But, well, just you know, I mean, the NRL AFL. I mean, they, they work together to a point. But then they have to just say we run our own thing, and I, I think fair enough. From a from a purist that is within the industry, I'd rather it be one company and one boss and streamline things and everything like that. But they're just two different businesses. But this may be the start of the Waitley thing. What he's done two years ago when he harped in his studio about moving Melbourne Cup back. Now I think it's a big ask to move a Melbourne Cup back, but. They're doing something now in the autumn. So they're going to have some real data on what may or may not work. Now, the autumn's so different to the spring carnival because in the spring carnival, you would know people yourself that say, I'm going Derby Day, I'm going mm-hmm. the Cox Plate Day, and you go, really? You don't know the front from the back. You wouldn't know who Maccabi Diva was. Seriously. <laughs> 100%. And, and, and you do, and I do too. Yeah. People say, I'm going to the races. What am I backing? Mm. You go, you heard of Maccabi Diva. It's in the next. You go, oh, really? Go, no, you idiot. It won three Melbourne Cups. <laughs> but that is, that is true. So it's not the, quite the same as the autumn because the autumn is probably more about the racing purists and the racing lovers. You, If you're getting 30,000 there in the autumn, they are the probably yep. 28 and a half genuine racing followers. You get 100,000 to Flemington on Derby Day. Well, I don't know the numbers, but I would think there'd be 20 or 30,000 that are there for the corporates and the entertainment and young boys chasing young girls. Simple as that. Correct. So, and you know what? It is great that we have got the younger brigade yep. coming through. The As I've said, for weeks and weeks and weeks, the young kids are going the races. And that is so good because they are the future of our industry. And we are not just about the punt. We have got so many things and that we can offer job opportunities to people within the industry, whether it be chiros, physios, dentists, stuff like that. When did you last go to the dentist? Couple of years ago, right? Mm. Our dentist was there on Monday, and he would be back again next Monday. Vets there seven days a week. <laughs> podiatrist, you ever been to a podiatrist? I think so. Yeah, yeah. My farry's there six days mm. a week. Comes in on Sunday if he has to. There's a stack of jobs mm. within this industry that do not actually go. You do not see them on the race course on race day. So that's getting away from what we were talking about. But the bottom line is, if there's change happening in the autumn you would really seriously hope, and I hope Jerry's listening to this, that there will be it will flow on to give us some sort of change in the spring. Maybe not the big changes Jared wants, but you know what? Small fish is sweet. So Wayne Hawks in studio for a McCafe coffee catch-up. Be ready for anything with McCafe iced coffee. So is that has that been a knock on racing authorities that they're not adaptable to change and they're not flexible enough, or is that a little bit unfair? 
when we had COVID, we are still blaming COVID for everything we want to we'll blame. We'll be doing that for 20 years. Without Across doubt. everything. Without, oh, COVID. Without oh, doubt. We haven't I'm, recovered from I'm COVID. glad my kids are 13 and 15 because they re- they will remember when COVID was because kids that are going to be seven now, when they're 27, they'll go, what was COVID yeah, exactly. again? What was that? A bit like the day I said to James Cummings, champion leading trainer <laughs> this year. Back pre-internet, he said, pre-internet? What did you do pre-internet? I said, how old are you, fella? Uh, these young he people. He was 32 at the time when I said it to no him. no idea. He had no idea what no. it was. You know, you've never not had an iPad? Mm. No. Why? Mm. Oh, fair dinkum. He wouldn't have used a home phone. Encyclopedia James. Britannica, James. I mean, they came out once once a, once yes. a month. It took you two years to get the set. Mm. And then and then uh, all of a sudden, the Funkin' Wagnalls came out. Or what, was it that? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think Something it was. like that. And then it was the new, the new upgraded version. Did you get an update on your pager that the new one was out? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know what? We probably don't do enough in our industry as far as um, looking ahead. And as I said, you can't eat history, but we need history. We really, really do. But I think we should look at races like the Derby at 2,500 and bring them back to 2,000 just because the horses that we are breeding, we're not breeding enough mm. staying horses. I mean, is there any point running the 42-kilometre uh, marathon if you're getting hardly getting a, a decent field and nope. the numbers are, you know, you've got dwind- sprinters everywhere, dwindling. why would you run a marathon? Well, that's what I'm sort of half mm. saying. And you can still have a race and you can still win. You can still have a footy match at the MCG and there only be 25,000 there, but it's still not quite the same. No. You're trying for the uh, for the elite, aren't you? But we need change. We, we certainly do because we're in, the year, we're in the year 2022 where change happens all day, every day. RVL are probably not known to be fast and responsive, but we have a new racing manager. We have a new CEO. We've got a lot of new things. We have a new chairman at Caulfield Racecourse. So we've had a lot of big position changes in big areas in the last six months. So you know what? I am hoping, and they already have started to do, that they're going to put their little bit of stamp Mm. on it. And it's not going to agree with everyone. But I reckon change is good. And it's not always going to fit everyone. And it's not going to fit in your round circle or your square box mm-hmm. as a vice versa. But I think I think change change is good. It just it just keep we need to keep reinventing the uh, the wheel, I think. I can imagine in Hong Kong they don't need to change much. There'd be a big crowd at Sha Tin, huge meeting, great horses. what's it like at a big meeting like that? You've had Chautauqua over there. Well what, what just get for those that haven't been to the races in Hong Kong on these Big racing events. What's it like? So this day on Sunday, the, the easiest way to describe it is, from an Aussie point of view, you think you're there at Ramwick on Derby Day or Flemington on, uh, on on Melbourne Cup Day because all the people that you see are so many people that you would see on those days. Yeah. I mean, there are so many Aussies that just go over there for a week in Hong Kong and the the racing's different. They they are just about the punt. There's nothing else. They lo- they don't mind looking at the horses. But they'll know who the fields are. <clears> won't they, they know who yeah. the fields are. But it isn't their greatest turnover day, Hong Kong, because they have got races. And I and I remember David Hall won Melbourne Cup with Maccabi Diva, and I was there a year after he arrived in Hong Kong, and I said, "Do these horses not look much?" He goes, "Mate, these horses would not win a maiden at Warwick Nabil," and that was the quote. And I always remember that. But they've had 17 starts and they're in their rating 40. You, the Chinese punter, you know what you're betting on. Yeah. So you know the form, you know the horses. So it doesn't probably matter to them as much whether you're taking Winks over there or you're taking the Great Enable or you're taking Chautauqua or Nature Strip or whatever. It does add to it. Um, but the bottom, the bottom line is we like it as a great finals day, end of the year, 
Flemington did their last day of their carnival and called it Championships Day. This is a bit of the same mm-hmm. thing. The only way that you would take a horse to Hong Kong for this day would be if you set it for this race three or four months ago. We, um, <clears throat> For the record, Chautauqua was winning in May. That was the race in May. The couple that we took, Dayo Dayo got beaten in the head-to-head, ran third. Yell, we took over there for this mm-hmm. race. He ran uh, down the track. But we were specifically setting them for that uh, for the, for that race. And where I think the Aussies stuff it up is, we run well over the spring carnival. So if you've got one that's running well in spring, you, there's no point, basically. Well, unless you've set your horse for mm. that race. Mm. If you give it one, maybe two runs and go up there and you have it on your agenda, I think fair enough. But... I shake my head when I've seen it all my life where people take them over there for a free trip. And it's a free trip to Hong Kong. You know what you're getting. They they, they, they spell it out very clearly. Two owners, uh, two two trainers, one jockey ticket, all business class, stay at the six-star hotel, mm. all expenses paid, blah, 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 blah. And that's what you do. So you, you, know, what you, uh, you know what you get, but don't go there for a holiday. You better have to leave the horse at home and, uh, and then uh, and just go and enjoy it. But on the flip side, when we have the spring carnival, I would like to see those horses running in the Cox Plate, the Caulfield Cup, the Melbourne Cup, to be invited and go, there's 150 grand's worth of X's. Spend it how you want. If you want to have seven seats on, you know, British Airways uh, seat one, two, three, four, and five up the front, fine. Or you want to pay for the horse or whatever. I think we should be enticing them to come, pay them, or, you know, pay a, you know their, yep. their, their, their airfares and accommodation to a point. And we, as the participant, all know that. Every trainer in Hong Kong knows that if an Aussie horse goes over there or an English horse goes down there, that that's what they that's what we're going to get. So I reckon we should have Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup, invite races and try and invite mm-hmm. the best horses, and then entice them to come down that way. And because the thing is, what what we don't know is what did it cost to have Werribee open this year for yeah. the internationals for those international horses? Now, when there was thirty six horses or thereabouts, it was divided by 36. Now, if there was only eight horses, the price of it's gone through the roof. Mm. So, yeah, you know of course. Yeah. Let's be a bit more transparent about it, unless you say this is what we're offering and this is what we can uh, we can do. We still want the internationals to come. The Chinese do want us to go there. It's as, it's as simple as that. When Hong Kong won the... Uh, when Hong Kong... When Chautauqua won the Group 1 in Hong Kong, one of the proudest times when you were standing there, when the country of origin wins the Group 1, they sing the national anthem. So the national, right. the, the Australian national anthem was being played, and the uh, and this is true. We st- we were standing on the was it the podium, and they have the podium on the grass in the <laughs> middle of the racetrack in, behind with the winning post behind. The Aussies were running down from the stands that were there, and they all they were all they were all singing. Um, That's a pretty special moment. Hundred yeah. percent. Winford Engelford Brex is the CEO of the Jockey Club, and he's been there for twenty years, and he's one of the greatest. Uh, Racing administrators in the world, simple as that. There will be a statue of him built once he's long and gone. He said to me, he said, he said, I've been here all these years, heard all the anthems from all over the world. I've never seen the Aussies like they did come running down from the grandstands and out the back just to uh, just to sing the song with us all. It was was very very special. And the other thing is, when you've gone overseas and you're re- and you're not representing your country like an Australian eleven does. Yeah. But when you start putting it back into perspective, but you're a little Aussie bloke and you've got mm. gone and got the job done against against some of the best in the world, it's pretty special. Absolutely. Well, Wayne, we'll do it all again next week. I might ask you next week about because this has come through and there's been talk about, you know, cricket. Why are we charging people to get into the cricket after day one? 
is, is I want to ask you next week about admission prices to racing. Given when you go into racing, you're spending some decent dough, Fair if cool. it's an issue or not. We'll do that next week with Wayne Hawks. He's been in the studio from a cafe coffee catch up. Head to drive through for the McCafe iced coffee range. Now that's a coffee fit for an Aussie. Great to see you, Wayne. We'll see you next week. See you, mate. Thank you.